Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. The following is an encore presentation of the documentary piece that originally was broadcast in episode 17 of Saturday Night Knapsack. What if I told you that one man sat and looked out at the path in front of him and decided that what was expected of him was not the right path? What if I told you one man made the right choice for himself and found emotional well-being in the process? I mean, it was 95 degrees that day. You know, I opened up the cupboard and there were, and there were cans of soup, vegetable, two vegetables maybe. There was one lentil. You know, that wouldn't work. In the freezer, there was a tofu bowl, you know, but you warm it up. It's hot. It's tasty. A uh, true delicacy, but, it, but it's hot. Same for the leftover enchilada. You know, and that's what I knew. That's, that's, that's what I saw. What have I told you that for this night, on this occasion, this man had ice cream for dinner? Morning Drive Media, in conjunction with Pulling Your Heartstrings Media and the iHeart Uplifting Sad Things Network, presents with support from Amateur Hour Films the true story of one man, a dinner, and the choice that changed the world. This is One Bowl of Freedom, Catnapsock's Ice Cream Dinner. I mean, I didn't grow up with an ample selection of taste treats, you know. My mom had a sweet tooth. And, you know, she knew it. She knew the dangers of it. So, you know, she denied us the same treats that would, would tempt her. And I, I can't fault her. I can't, you know. If I was in her position, I, I would probably do the same. Kenny Napsaw grew up on the coastal town of Arroyo Grande, California. You could see the shores of Pismo Beach, known in pop culture as a vacation spot for Desi Arnaz and Lucia Ball, and from its name checks in Clueless and The Big Lebowski, from the second story of his parents' modest house. The area is known for its barbecues and beach living, but little Kenny always grew up dreaming of one spot. Uh, yeah, there was this place called Bernardo's, uh, Bernardo's Ice Cream Shop. The kind with two P's and an E at the end of it, you know, it was homemade ice cream, like a, like a family recipe passed down for generations, you know, until until they sold it. Um, I think now it's called Doc Bernstein's, which is, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know who that is. I don't know, but Bernardo's was what it was. And and even before we moved up there, we went to this place. You know, I was born in the city of Orange in, in Southern California, but we had stopped up there while visiting family friends. You know, I'm I'm six, maybe five. I'm not sure. You know, when you're that young, all the memories blur into one, you know. 
I went to Montessori school. I kind of remember that. I remember dressing up as Joseph from the Bible for Halloween or, you know, maybe it was just a Sunday. I don't know. I, I can still feel the sandals, but I don't, I, you know, I, I don't remember much. I kind of remember when Reagan was shot, you know, like I remember Frank well, Reynolds of ABC news shot. getting upset at the misinformation being was, given to him. But the president was like, hit. I don't remember that a young Sam Donaldson was a reporter on the desk then too, you know, that's how memory works when you're young. Was hit. But my he point is I remember Bernardo's, you know, clearly. I remember everything about that trip to the ice cream heaven. You know, it, that's what it was to me. And it was more vibrant to me than, you know, my first trip to Disneyland. Maybe even not Sperry Farm. From that early picture and taste bud perfect memory, Kenny Napsung grew up with a penchant and predilection for one thing. Cream of the iced sort. I think it grew because my parents kept it from us. <sighs> you know, again, not blaming anyone. Them. Anyone, them, you know, my, my, my therapist said I shouldn't anymore. You know, that's how you, that's how you stay in an anger circle. We, we, we want to leave the circle. But the, but the denial of ice cream on a regular basis only made it grow, you know. And we'd have it. I, I think that should be known. We'd have it. Kenny grew up with fond memories of walking down to the local thrifties to get two scoops of the Lord's good ice cream. Uh, mint chip and chocolate malted crunch. He rarely wavered from that choice. Maybe. I mean, maybe I'd get a scoop of Bing Cherry. But to be honest, you know, it always reminded me of Bing Crosby. And again, I'm a kid. That freaked me out. I, I didn't want to eat him, no matter how tasty he was. But yeah, ice cream was treated as special. Something only attainable through good grades or doing chores. You know, it was sacred ground. So that just, that just makes you want it more. It's like sex or muting people you work with on Twitter. You know, you do it once and suddenly, boom, you know, it's all you can think about. Ice cream would hang over his head for the rest of his childhood, no matter what got placed in front of him. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I remember the first frozen yogurt shop when it came into town. And it was, get this, get this. It was right across the street from Bernardo's, like it was taunting it. We're the taste treat of the 80s. Suck on it, ice cream. This isn't the 50s anymore. You know, just stupid. Whatever. Whatever. You know, the Bernardo's ice cream shop was in this place called the Royal Grande Village, kind of like a main drag, like an old town kind of main drag, you know. And, and Bernardo's, is a, it's, it's a music shop now. Like, they sell guitars, and there's a life-size Elvis out front of it. It's kind of spooky. And, and the yogurt shop is a burger joint now, you know. Winds of change and whatnot. And I like the yogurt shop. They sold New York seltzer. I remember that, cream, the cream soda flavor. And they had that Dragon Lairs video game. It was like a cartoon, you know. And I liked it. I liked the yogurt shop. I really did. But I'd look across the street and see that ice cream shop and see Bernardo's just staring at me. Just let me know. You know, your heart is over here, kid. Come here. It was like the frozen yogurt was listening to AHA records and the ice cream was spinning Abbey Road, you know. Both are good, but only one is the Beatles. When Kenny became Ken and moved out of the house, the freedom to have ice cream whenever he want came with a price. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, man. I, I moved to Los Angeles in 1998, and I did two things. When I got into my apartment with my roommates, man, I stopped dusting my bookshelves and would just load up on ice cream, you know, just to, you know, probably spite my mother, but, you know, I'd load up on the on the ice cream, and it was that hippie ice cream that did it, you know, the one with the socially conscious flavors and stuff. I'd go to the store and just dump, like, five of those little pints into my cart, 
without a thought. I still, I still hadn't had sex yet by this point in my life, but I have to imagine that this was like what college felt for some people. You know, fish food, Cherry Garcia, or, or uh, the rare one, Toad the Wet Chocolate. If it was an ice cream named after a band, like I was there. The freedom to have as much ice cream as his fast-clogging heart allowed proved to be more of a prison than you would have thought. I mean, I was in my early 20s, you know? And you're not thinking about health then, you know? And maybe you shouldn't be, but... You know, it, it was, hey, let me wash down that double Western bacon cheeseburger meal with a, with a milkshake, thanks, you know, for lunch. And tonight I'll have some ice cream after my Del Taco, you know? It's a, it's a lesson in excess. A lesson in how things, uh, you know, the things you want can destroy you if you're not careful. I, I looked in the mirror one day, and this is probably around 2003 or four. Like Survivor, Survivor was like in season seven. That was the year that Rupert became so popular on that show. Pearl Islands, remember? Remember he stole the other team's shoes, but but then he became so loved. You know, he was great. Yeah, yeah. Sandra, I think Sandra won that year. But anyway, I uh, I looked in the mirror one day and just just saw myself. You know, just just saw what was saw what was there in the mirror. Yeah. Saw myself for what I was. Reckless, a uh, glutton, addicted to ice cream. Addicted to that feeling, you know, you get when you sit down with a fresh container of ice cream and feel that rush when you open it. Like, it's, that's a powerful drug, man, you know? And, and there I was just looking at myself in the mirror. Saw myself for the first time. <sighs> you know, then I did one of those, um, I did one of those burps that's more of a, more of the start of a barf, you know? Like a burf. It was, um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I, I could feel, I could feel the ice cream in that, in that burf. <sighs> and I knew, I knew it was time. But the battle to try and separate himself from ice cream went on for years. I mean, it's like any, it's like anything, you know, I, I'd have good days and, and bad years. I tried, I really did. I was going to the gym a lot more, you know. I, I was working on that, but then, but then one night after I left my friend's gym where he was training me, I, um, you know, I stopped by McDonald's and got a McFlurry. <laughs> and it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, you know. But I knew, I knew, I knew that wasn't right. I knew that as I turned into the drive-through line, I knew that, I knew it as I said the words, "One Oreo McFlurry, please." I knew it, but I still denied it, you know? Then a fateful 2010 trip to his doctor changed everything. It was a physical. It was, it was a general checkup, you know? Because I was not getting any younger, so it was, you know, time for fingers to, to go places, you know? And, and it was hurting to walk upstairs. It hurt to sit. It hurt to think. And, and that's when my doctor came back with my blood test results. And he looked me straight in the eye and said, do you eat a lot of ice cream? Uh, I couldn't deny it anymore. All I could mutter was, can I pull my pants back up? From that point, Kadnapsok all but cut ice cream out of his life completely. Oh, it was hard. Don't let anyone... 
tell you, that's not hard. My soul sounded like that John Lennon song, Cold Turkey, you know? But like the end part, the parts with the most screaming and, and yodeling from Yoko, you know? And look, I, I'd have some ice cream at parties. I think there was a birthday party for my friend's daughter where they found me in the shower just eating an entire ice cream cake before they even got to the present opening, you know? And weird, weird part of the story, Surrey Cruz is at that party. True story, yeah. But yeah, for the most part, I cut it out of my life. I just don't. I just know if it was a. I just don't know if it was in a good way. If I'm being honest, I, I just don't know if it was in a good way. The cold turkey approach succeeded in helping to stop the flow of ice cream going straight into Ken's bloodstream. But like a volcano ready to blow, the possibility of a full-on explosion of ice cream hung over his head. Well, it was, it was treated like a prize I had to earn as a kid, you know? It was like a little sin I was allowed to commit. And that weighed on my psyche, you know, made, made, made ice cream shameful. You know, and then you try to combat that shame. So I dove deep into it, you know? I, I, I dove so deep into it that I almost drowned in a sea of cookie dough chunks and dark chocolate chips and cookies and cream, you know? So what happened is, is I lost my sense of pride my ability to reward myself and also trust that I could do what was right, that I could self-regulate. That's no way to live. So there he was, standing in his kitchen on a hot Burbank night, craving the one thing he believed he couldn't have. The one thing he needed most, but was afraid to call to. Things have been really really tense lately, you know? These are dark times. Lots of things in flux, lots of tough questions being asked, and you know, that's just about the Quibi launch. And sometimes it's okay to give yourself some comfort, you know? But but then there was the idea that, that could that be dinner? Can this ice cream be, be dinner? And, and, and now I'm just not facing my team, and so I'm facing what society expects from us. I was facing what is always been and and fear to go against that and that was when Ken made the one choice he knew he needed to make I'm not going to lie and say I made this decision by myself you know I turned to a two pound chihuahua and said daddy's going to do something for himself today and she approved she she didn't repeat on the carpet again but she always wanted some ice cream so I can't say on the record if I gave it to her though Let's keep that part out, you know. And yeah, I did it. I walked over to the refrigerator. I I opened the freezer side, the one with the water and ice dispenser, which I've always wanted. Our our landlord got us one for after after our first fridge died the day after we moved in. And I saw the ice cream right there. And I didn't hesitate. It was time to let go of the shame from my childhood. It was time to stop looking at it as a sin. It was time to say dinner doesn't always have to be rice and some sort of main dish and maybe a veggie, you know? It was time to let myself know I could be in control of my actions, uh, that this wouldn't defeat me. But it was also time to give myself the joy, the joy I deserved. What if I told you one man had ice cream for dinner and then you can too
Written by Cat Napsok. Produced by Cat Napsok. Directed by Cat Napsok. Narrator, Cat Napsok. Ego by Cat Napsok. Special thanks to Ratsy, Baxter, Grace, and Ice Cream. <laughs>